Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you to North Star today as we continue in 2018 with this sermon series called Unshakable. I think even though we may all do very different things in life, walk very different paths, I think all of us show up at church on a Sunday morning because we want to build a life that lasts. We want to build a life that counts. And we want to build a life that can withstand the things that come against it. Because no matter whether we want to, no matter whether we like it, there are going to be things in life that come our way we've got to be prepared for and we've got to get our minds around because they are coming. So I want you to do me a favor. Go ahead and take out your Bibles. Turn to the book of 2 Corinthians. We're going to look at a couple different passages. There you got your little worship guide on the way in or you've got your North Star Church app out. It's all the information's in there. You can follow along and uh, Paul is writing this letter this great leader this great man this great follower of God Paul and he says something to this church at Corinth in 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse number 8 he says this look, look at the way he says it we are afflicted in every way but we're not crushed we're perplexed but we're not driven to despair Paul paints a picture of life pressing in, of life coming in. Have you ever used the phrase, I feel like the walls are closing in on me. I feel like I'm under the gun. I feel like I'm under stress. I feel, I feel like pressure is hitting me from every side. That is the picture that Paul is painting. So we grab out of that this truth. It's not a question of if it's going to happen. It's a question of when it's going to happen. So I want you to write three words right at the top of your outline. These are three little things. There's no blank for them. You can just write them to remember. First word, ready, is the word stress. You are going to have stress in this life. That's going to happen. You're going to have stress. Things are going to happen. Things are going to happen to you. You may not choose. You're going to have stress. Second word is you're going to have anxiety. There's going to be anxious times in this life where life doesn't line up, life doesn't make sense, and you will feel anxious. I was doing an interview on a podcast that I do, and, and the guy that I was interviewing, Tim Elmore, Tim made this comment. He said the average American student in 2017 has the anxiety level as a high school kid of a mental patient in the 1950s. Can you believe that? Because you think about it. That little phone they walk around with is a phone packed with stress. It's how you're not living up to your friends. Everybody's vacation looks better than your vacation. The boyfriend that you broke up with last night all of a sudden has a new girlfriend and he's Snapchatting about it, all right? And so that would have sent me over the edge. But anyways, so that's what's going on in their lives and there's this anxiousness that goes with it. But the third thing we all deal with is adversity, don't we? It's adversity. You're going you're gonna to go through adversity. You're going to go through, and I saw a lot of athletes in here, you're going to go through adversity in athletics. I was talking to some Kennesaw State baseball players for today. happened before the service started. You're going to face adversity. Those are things that are going to happen. Tonight I'll be over to local high school and we're going to talk to a group of baseball players about adversity that they will walk through. And it's not just the season, it's life. It's not whether it's going to show up at your door. The question is when it's going to show up in your door. And here's the hard part about it, all right? Sometimes life just happens. There are things that go on that cause those things. 
There's something in life that happens. It could be the death of someone that you love. It could be something totally out of anybody's control. And it just shows up. And it's not a question of if. It's a question of when. It's going to show up. Sometimes the stress that happens isn't something that life just caused. Sometimes that stress is brought on and that anxiety and that adversity is brought on by the choices of somebody around us that we love and they make a choice and we're left with the consequences of that choice, right? It's a choice they made to leave a marriage. It's a choice they made to go a different direction. It's a choice they made if you're a child in the room of parents saying, we're gonna go do this and you're left and you're just picking up the pieces. You're just, you're just trying to put it all back together. And then there's sometimes it's decisions we make that cause the problems and they cause all the pressure coming in on it and it's just a choice we made i remember it was a saturday morning it was a baseball field near you in stone mountain i don't remember what field it was at it was a travel ball smoltz grissom wood bat baseball tournament there were almost 12 people in the bleachers it was a packed house that saturday morning 9 a.m game opening you drive all the way over there it was my 11 year 10 11 year old i remember what age travel team and we were in and, and we so we called ourselves this was our team name the kennesaw curves because there's a minor league baseball team called the altoona curves up in pennsylvania i didn't know that was going to be a women's fitness center opening in atlanta the boys were very embarrassed of our team name. True story, all right? And so I remember it was a Saturday morning. We're in this tournament. I'm in the first base box. There's a right-handed hitter. So right-handed hitter's at the plate. Two strikes on the hitter. Our pitcher throws a pitch. It appeared from my dugout, and I had a very good view. It appeared from my dugout like the kid swung. So I, they said the umpire at the plate went ball, and I said, appeal it. So our catcher appeals it, umpire in the field, no swing. I'm like, good night, as nicely as I could say. This is unbelievable. They go on, score a couple runs. We sort of the story of our summer. They go on and score a couple runs. In between innings, I'm jogging over to the third base coaching box, and I run by the umpire. I, need, I thought he needed a little encouragement. And so I ran by the umpire and put my hand on his shoulder, and I was like, you're legitimately telling me you didn't think that kid swung. Legitimately. Coach, I didn't see a swing. I said, you're telling me, you, I mean, it was like a windmill. You're telling me it's like a clock. Things are just going in circles. You're telling me he didn't swing. Next words out of his mouth. He puts his arm around me. He said, coach, can we talk man to man here for a second? I said, absolutely. Let's talk. He said, you see that lady umpiring behind the plate? I said, yes, sir. He said, that's my wife. <laughs> he said, if you think I'm overruling my wife, you've lost your mind. You feel me? I went, I feel you, man. All right, I went on. He's like, I ain't bringing that stress on, buddy. I ain't bringing that stress on. So sometimes there's stress in life that we cause ourselves. There's things that are going to come in, and there's things that are going to happen. I want you to write this little quote down. It came out by Max Lucado this week, and it was so spot on for today. Listen to what he said. The presence of anxiety and stress is unavoidable. The presence of it's unavoidable, but the prison of it is optional. The presence of it is unavoidable, but the prison of it is optional. We get to choose whether we want to stay in there or not. 
Man, some of us, we walk through the doors this morning, and this is like a lifeline. We're just hanging on. We're just trying to stay in the fight. We're just trying to stay in the game a little bit longer. And I'm telling you, what Paul said to this church is right where you and I live. Because the question isn't, is it going to deal, is it going to come up? The question is, when it does, how do I withstand it? How do I hold on when that shows up in my life? I want you to turn just a little bit further over in 2 Corinthians. And I want you to look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 16. Would y'all stand with me? And I want to read this together. And I'm telling you, you know, you, you think, I'm all by myself. Listen, listen to what Paul said. This is more fresh than the thing that just showed up in your phone two seconds ago. That's how God's word is. Here's Paul writing to encourage this church. He's just told them, we're perplexed. We feel pressured in. We feel like the walls are caving in. And then Paul says these words to them. Listen, and I love this. So we, the church, this church at Corinth, and us today, so we do not lose what? See, when you lose heart, you just want to quit. Man, you're running, you're playing the game, but you got the white flag in your back pocket. You ever watched a team on a field lose heart? They quit fighting, they quit playing, they quit pushing, they quit getting after it. Man, they lose heart. They get the opposite of this is you're discouraged. Man, you're just discouraged. You don't see a way out. So we, the church, we don't lose heart. And this isn't just a holy pep talk he's given. Listen to what he said. Though our outward selves are wasting away. When you got up and looked in the mirror this morning, did you notice you didn't look as good as you did 10 years ago? Did anybody notice that? And if you're going, I did, you're lying to yourself. You didn't, all right? And so just ask somebody around you. We aren't getting better as we get older, right? A few years ago, I was long tossing with one of my pitchers that I was working with. And the, the problem was at the end of the long toss, he kept moving back and my toss wasn't going any further. And I quit long tossing that day, all right? Because I figured I was wasting away. Though our outward selves aren't getting better, they're wasting away, but our inner self is being renewed. Help me out. What does this say? Day by what? It's an everyday, not a Sunday to Sunday deal. It's an everyday deal. Look at what Paul goes on to say. For this light, momentary, Affliction. Now, for Paul, he had been beaten, he had been scourged, he had been shipwrecked. Listen to what he said. For this light and momentary affliction. How in the world could he say that? You know how he could say that? Because he never lost the perspective of where he was going. When your face only turns to your problems, you'll lose the face of the one who can get you through your problems. For our light and momentary troubles. He was saying whatever we're going through compared to eternity is nothing. It's preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Would you pray with me? Right where you're standing. Would you say, God, would you speak to me and show me today? Would you? For some of you, it's going to be a rescue. For others, it's a preparation. Would you ask him to? God, speak to us. We've opened your word. We're going to read your word today. And you say your word sharper 
than any two-edged sword. God, may it dig down into the hearts of our lives today, right where we are. And Father, that is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you're seated, turn around and introduce yourself to two or three people around you and say this day by day, day by day. All right. So how do we get through this? How do we build an unshakable life in the middle? See, it's not good. It's not good for church attendance to go, hey, it's coming. It is, but it is though, isn't it? How many of y'all would say already in 2018, you faced something you didn't see coming in 2017? Raise your hand. Isn't that crazy? That's just life. How do we learn to live through this how do we learn to build not not a life that just says how you doing i'm just getting by all right not that kind of life but jesus said john 10:10, 10, 10, i've called and come that you might have life and have it to the full how do we do that how do we build that with the stresses of this life lesson number one ready stand firm knowing that god is working in me with his power while things are happening around me, God is working in me. While things are happening around me, God is working in me. Never associate God's silence with his absence. Sometimes when we're in the middle of that strife and we're in the middle of that struggle, and we're in the middle of that storm, we feel like we're all by ourselves. I'm gonna promise you something. You are never all by yourself, ever, as a believer, ever. He is always with you. Life's not always gonna turn out what we like, but he is always with us. Stand firm that knowing God is working in me with his power. And listen to what he said. Though our outward selves are wasting away, Inwardly, we're being renewed, and he told us a phrase, ready? Day by what? Day. See, if, if all we get is Sunday, then you're going to give out a gas by the end of the week. To get through this life, I don't know how you do it if this isn't in your life day by day. We offer this resource called Digging Deep. You can sign up for it online. I'm sitting a plug for Digging Deep. It's a plug to find something that every day reminds you of what truth is. Because let me tell you something. The storms start raging. You can get for, forget truth quick. Would you all agree with that? You can forget everything you've learned on Sunday by Tuesday. That's just the way that it is. Paul looks at his church and he looks at us and he said, listen, I know it looks bleak at times. I'm telling you, though, though outwardly things aren't getting better, inwardly we're renewed day by day. In fact, in Galatians, he said it this way, don't grow weary in doing good. And there's times we just grow weary, man. I mean, we feel like we're doing all the right things. We feel like we're making all the right choices. We feel like we're, we're coming at it from all the right angles. It's just like it's not working out. I want you to write this down under number one. Ready? Remember, he is with you. Man, if you go back and you 
trace through the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament. You know what you're going to find? You're going to find that all throughout the story that God's written, he wrote the story of his journey with people. He never leaves you alone. Then the New Testament, Jesus goes back to heaven. We did that. We talked about this in our John series. And he leaves us the Holy Spirit as our counselor and our comforter. He never leaves us alone. Don't give up. See, what happens is, and this is, this is Mike, so I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to me. I start focusing on my problems and quit focusing on the Lord. When I remind myself day by day he's in charge, I'm okay. It's when I quit doing that I get overwhelmed. Y'all ever do that? I just forget. And I start looking at my problem. I start looking at my circumstances. I start looking at all the trouble. And I go, man, I, there's just no way out. And that's what Paul was talking about. That's why Paul said, sometimes we lose heart because we lose our perspective. Number two, ready? Stay connected knowing that God will comfort me with his people. Stay connected knowing that God will comfort me with his people. Listen to what he said. He's writing this church at Corinth, and he says, Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. Now get this. Who, God now, get the story. God comforts us in all our affliction, so, transition, we may be able to, what's this word? Those who are in any affliction that they might be going through with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. God comforts me so I can comfort you. But here's, here's the truth, though. That doesn't happen in here on Sunday morning. When I, turn, when I said turn around and meet somebody around you and say day by day, you didn't turn around and go, hey, how you doing? Well, pull up a chair and let's talk, all right? That didn't happen, did it? I mean, nobody did that. Well, how does that happen? Well, that happens in circles, not rows. I'm glad you're here. I love, I love being here. And I say this all the time, and I'm telling you dead level truth. If I didn't work here, I would go here. I love this church. We had seven Christmas Eve services. I never got tired of any of them. I heard the same songs. They had to listen to my stories seven times. All right, it was brutal on them. My poor wife, all right? And so seven times they had to hear all my stories. I never get tired of it. But the reality is I need more than just this. I need this, just like you do. Back last spring when my dad passed away suddenly, I remember I was at the funeral home down in Fayetteville and we were <clears throat> doing the, 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 the viewing and I'm standing there, I'm just standing there. One by one, guys from my small group just come walking in. There are no words when you see faces that you know. I remember Rudy Giuliani in the book uh, on leadership that he wrote and said, people never remember who's at a wedding, but they never forget who they see at a funeral. That is a true statement. It was comfort. You know what? Nobody said anything to me. Nobody said, well, here's three things that'll make you feel better. No. You know what they did? They just put their arm around me and they loved me. Last Sunday night in a small group that I lead with, with some coaches in this community, one of the coaches shared a health struggle he's going through, and I watched a group of people now that'll be there for him. But that wouldn't happen on a Sunday morning. 
If this is all you get, you'll get about this much of North Star. Find a men's group, a women's group, a couple's group, a singles group, a college group. Jordan's got Wave starting back this week. Find somewhere to get plugged in because you need it. I want you to write a little thought down in number two. Ready? He never created me to do life alone. He just didn't. He didn't create me to do life alone. So Paul, the writer of the spin, he had Priscilla, Aquila, Timothy, Luke, Barnabas, John Mark. He had all these people he did the journey with. Wasn't by himself. You can't do this by yourself. You just can't. It's the craziest thing when when you're by yourself it's just like you get overwhelmed easier but when you got people around you you just know i can do it i could i could take a microphone right now and i wish we had time to this would be amazing but we don't wish i had time to just go all right time out if you're in this room and you have been through a divorce would you stand up you know what you'd see and i'm not going to ask you to do that but you would see people all over this room if you're in this room and you've lost a job before, would you stand up? There'd be people all over this room. If you're in this room and your child has been a prodigal, they've walked away from the faith, but there'd be people, and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. If you're in this room and you've lost a spouse, would you stand? If you're in this room and you've lost a child, would you stand? If you're in this room and you've battled through cancer, would you stand? If you're in this room and you have someone that you know that's battled through cancer, you've battled through drugs, you've battled through alcohol addiction, you know what? Everybody in this room at some point would be standing, and you know what you would do? You would look around and go, I thought I was all by myself. You're not alone. But you can't comfort anybody else in their affliction if you don't know. Man, get in a group. We've got group link next Sunday night. We've got flyers out at both entrance, both exits as you go out today. Grab one and get in a group. I'm just telling you, it will take North Star and put it on steroids. It will be so much better for you because you feel each other's pain. I always, so we got a rule, I always watch the Falcon games in my basement on my TV and Ann and Casey and Mary Michael will make appearances. Usually she doesn't stay long, but she'll float in and out. We watched the game, but last night they had a, a coaches gathering at a house and I went over and watched it with a bunch of coaches and, and it was good because we were there to comfort each other. At the end of that game, going, why? Shovel pass, third string, why, why? But anyways, so we all, it was good, it was good. We were there to comfort each other. But we need, I don't think that's what Paul was talking about, but we need each other, right? We need each other. You were not meant to do this alone. Don't do this alone. There's somebody who's going through what you're going through. They've already been there, and they can help you out. Point number three, Ready? Pray often, knowing that God will fill me with his peace. Pray often, knowing that God will fill me with his peace. And I don't want you to forget what you're about to hear. Paul, this great writer. Paul, this great leader. Paul, this great man of faith. He's writing from a prison cell to the church at Philippi, these brand new believers. <clears throat> He's encouraging them in their journey. And the whole book is about joy. In fact, I'm with a group of guys in the morning and we're walking through the book of Philippians and it's all about, it's all about joy. 
Listen to what he says. Don't be anxious, the anxiousness we were talking about earlier, that stress, that where our heart is just fluttering and our heart is churning. Don't be anxious about, help me, and I want you to say this really strong and loud. Don't be anxious about, what's that word? Now, he's writing this from a prison cell. Paul's got a reason to be anxious. Paul could be murdered for his faith. Paul's never going to make it to all the places he wants to make it to. That's why he wrote all these letters. He wants to go and encourage these believers. But while he's chained, most likely to a guard, Paul says, don't be anxious, don't be stressed about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. So Paul says to this church, listen, don't worry about anything. Don't be stressed about it. But this is the part I want you to get. But pray about everything. Be anxious about nothing, but pray about everything. Now, in our minds, we go, well, I'd really only need to bother God with the things that are most important. If it's as important enough to stress you, it's important enough to give it over to him. God, you do not go, God, I'm really worried about. God doesn't look down and go, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you've hidden it so well. He already knows. Just give it over to him. Why? Why do we give it over to the Lord if he already knows? Because it's a reminder he's in charge and we aren't. And we say this all the time at North Star. Worries are just prayers we say to ourselves. Right? I just worry about it. Oh, my mind just churns. What am I going to do to get out of it? How's God going to come through? Why am I gonna, and we've all been there. We've been in this vicious cycle. Paul said, don't get in that cycle. Don't be anxious about anything. Pray about everything. Now, I want to give you a visual. Can I get, and this is, I'm totally taking a shot here. If I could get five people to join me on stage, just five people, walk up. I'm not going to make you say anything. You just, you just got to walk up here and do something for me. Five people. Roach will be great. Kid will be great. CA will be great. Jack will be great. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Look at that. Give these volunteers a great round of applause, would you? Come on up. Right here. What? Yes. Oh, yeah. The hallowed barber chair. All right, here we go. Now, when we are this person and we're the one praying, we feel all alone. In fact, sometimes our deepest prayers are in our darkest hours. How many of y'all have prayed in a different way when the storms really started blowing? Raise your hand. You, you, you've cried from a place you didn't know you had, and you've prayed from a place you didn't know you have. Because you, you know now, I don't have an answer for this. And you're in the middle of it. And then you run into somebody and they, they say these words, all right? Their words are, I don't know, man. I don't know how I got through it. But in the middle of it, I just had a peace. You ever heard somebody say that before? I just had a peace. And here's what we know, right? We cannot manufacture that peace. I can't will that peace up. That peace comes from somewhere else, and it comes from Scripture. So here's what I want to do. I want to ask these guys to serve a Philadelphia Eagle shirt, really, on my stage. 
in the spirit of Jesus, I'm going to forgive it. I know. All right, come on in. You're killing me, Denise. You're killing me. All right. So I want y'all to just circle. I want y'all to make a complete circle around her. Complete circle. Shoulder to shoulder. Don't leave a gap. There we go. Like this. Here's the picture. I want you to look at what Paul said. Keep real going in the verse. And I want you to think of what we watched over here. He said, don't be anxious about anything. Pray about everything. And then he transitions. And here's the transition. And when you do that, and the what? The what? Of God, which surpasses all understanding. You don't get it. You don't understand it. You don't, un- you don't, you don't know where it came from. But the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, it will guard. Here's the literal picture from Scripture. And there's guys sitting in this room today that have pastored a lot longer than I have, and they will, they will verify this is what this is about. It is the literal picture that God puts a garrison of troops, of an army around your heart to protect it from what you're facing you don't ever stand alone he puts an army of angels around you so in the middle of it the storm is battering it's not hitting you it's being stopped by them it never gets to you that's peace does that make sense to everybody that's peace if you choose to walk through the storm by yourself you choose to walk through the elements by yourself. And that storm's coming right for you. That's why when we try to own this personally, we can't do it. And that's why people end up weighing the white flag and finally saying, Jesus, you got me. And all of a sudden, in the middle of it, a peace overwhelms you. Why? Because you're a great person? No. Because you're super spiritual? No. Because we quit owning what God never intended for us to own. And he puts an army around us to stand guard over our hearts. I don't know how you walked in here today, but maybe you need that army around you to stand over you, to protect you and watch you. He never created you to do this alone. He created others here, and he created a relationship with him so you knew you never had to do it. Would you think our amazing volunteers this morning thank you guys very nice very nice why would you want to sit here by yourself why would i want why would i want the storm to blow in on me to be independent here's the crazy part god suspense listen Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything. With prayer in particular, we're going to do a whole prayer series, February, early March. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be be a great time just learning what prayer is really all about. It's not looking for the right words. It's not some magic potion. It's just saying, God, I, I trust you. And God sends an army of angels to protect our lives. He doesn't protect us always from the storm but you know what he does he gets us through the storm here's why and I don't want you to miss this and I'm done 
sometimes when we're in this, we learn more about him than we learn any other time. If he kept you from it, you'd never know things about God that you know now. One of the hardest things for me as a parent was watching my kids fail. If you're a parent in here, you felt that before. You don't, you don't want to see them fail. You don't want to see them have adversity. I remember asking Casey one time, my son, I said, what's the first time you remember adversity and failure? He said, Dad, you batted me ninth in coach pitch. I went, good point. All right, that's probably not, a, that was probably not a, a positive thing. But you want to protect them. You want to watch over them. You don't want to see them go through that. But God knows you're going to learn things here. But in the middle of it, he wants you to have a peace you can't get any other way. Would you pray with me? If you're here today and you say, Mike, <laughs> I need that peace, man. I'm in the middle of it. And I, I, it may be a health thing. It may be a job thing. It may be a personal thing. It may be a child thing. It may be a college thing. It may be a, job, maybe a career path. I, I, don't, I really don't know. But you say, man, I need that peace in the middle. I want to withstand the storm. And I want peace in the middle of it. Mike, I don't, I don't have it right now, but I want to beg God and I want to give him all of it and remind myself today that he's in charge, not me. If that's you here today, would you just stand up right where you are, Compass, True North, even if you're watching online somewhere. Just nobody's going to get you. Nobody's going to get you. Nobody's going to bother you. Just, man, I'm in the middle of it right now. I'm in the middle of the storm. Right where you're standing today. Would you just give it over to the Lord, would you? Just say, God, I don't want to be anxious about it. I want to pray about it, and I want to give it to you. Father, out of all the world religions, you're the only one that walks in the storm to get us. You're it, man. Muhammad doesn't do that. Buddha never did that. None of the great leaders that are resting in a grave somewhere ever did that. Only Jesus came to walk into the storm to rescue and save us. God, would you do that today for the people standing around this room? God, may they tell your story of how you met them and came through for them and you guarded them in the middle of it. And God, may we be people, may this be a church that comforts with the love and comfort that you gave us. Would y'all all stand with me now? Father, we read from Genesis to Revelation. You did it once. You were there for Moses. You were there for Abraham. You were there for Joseph. You were there for David. You were there for Elijah and Elisha. God, you were there for Paul. You were there for Simon Peter. You were there for Timothy. You were there for Jesus. God, would you do today what you did then? Would you do it again? 
God, you left us these stories to encourage us. Father, may we be encouraged in our faith. If you've done it once, you can do it again. And God, may we stay strong in you and strong for you. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray.